podcast Czech German Perspectives is brought to you by the Czech German Young Professionals Program. To find out more and to get access to other episodes, please visit our website cgypp.eu. Today's episode is about how German and Czech schools dealt with the COVID-19 pandemic and how they handled this exceptional situation in the past months. Together with Hannah Pistolkova, I had a conversation this fall. Hannah teaches German at different grade levels in the Czech Republic. These include state elementary schools, private middle schools, vocational schools and language schools. In total, she has 15 years of practical experience as a teacher. Before we start, I would like to inform you that the following interview is a translated recording as the original conversation was conducted in German. And now, enjoy listening. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you very much for your time today. Let's start with some general questions. How are you doing and how is the mood like? Fortunately, we are back in school. We can see each other again, but the mood is anxious and people are afraid of what may come. At the moment, there are many classes that are in quarantine because of a positive child, for example. It's true that in schools they don't test anymore at the moment. But if testing is done at home and the child there tests positive, the entire class has to be quarantined for two weeks. Even if the children test negative, they stay home. Thank you very much, Anna, for this first interesting insight. And do you feel new regulations that will be stricter than the ones before, or do you expect regulations that will relax the situation? We rather fear stricter rules. And maybe as a result of these stricter rules, close schools again. Yes, only we hope that they will not close completely. One understands if the classes where there are positive cases stay at home to be on the safe side and after the two weeks participate again in the school activities. But the schools have been closed for so long. Nobody wants it again. Not the children, not the parents and not the teachers. I also know this from Germany. Here it was handled similarly that if a child was tested positive, the whole class had to go into quarantine. In the meantime, this has been abolished and not all children in the class have to be quarantined. And now only the child who tests positive is quarantined and the rest of the class continues to attend classes. And that's what they want to do to avoid these um, back and forth from going to school and closing the schools and to make it easier to teach the um, children at the school. Yes, unfortunately, this is not a general solution to the problem. In fact, it often makes the situation more difficult, especially since healthy people are then at home as well. What I can add is that vaccinated people do not have to go into quarantine. I also teach middle school. Some of the students are vaccinated and they are allowed to continue attending the classes. Germany, for example, has decided to have a resume after the summer vacations. The students in uh, some states were allowed to attend the classes, but only with hygiene measures. For example, a mask obligation and several tests a week. And it depends on the incident numbers, of course. In Berlin, for example, the mask obligation uh, were stopped since the 4th of October, so it was lifted. In Hamburg, the people are still waiting for loser restrictions. 
And Hessen, another federal state in Germany, is now even introducing stricter rules. So it's a completely mix in Germany. What does it look like in the Czech Republic? Is each region uh, bound by strict regulations or do you have uh, your own regulations and therefore mixed through the whole country like Germany? Well, before the vacations, the numbers were very much observed and some areas had, for example, reopened the schools earlier than others, depending on the incidence number. But also we had the system of staggered classes for a while. However, not time of day related, but rather alternating one week. The one class came to school one week, while the other was allowed to attend the second week. According to UNESCO, for example, the corona pandemic is leading to a global education crisis because the children are lagging way behind their schooling and are suffering emotionally from the current situation. And um, as we all know, for many children, school is more than a classroom. The community of school is very important. They can exchange ideas, play together and have their psychological support. All this strengthens the children's well-being and self-confidence. And by closing this whole system for so long, I can imagine that this was a very hard situation and time for the children. As teachers, we find it even worse than missing the point of school. What the children lost were their hobbies, their free time, social contacts, also the order in school, the rules to follow. There were very big differences in the families. Where the families were stable, there were no major anomalies. But in the cases where the school rather replaced the family, for example, because it was a family with social and economic problems and weaknesses, the children were very lonely for a long time and the child's life was greatly affected by these closures. In schools, these children felt comfortable with their classmates and teachers and then by having to stay at home from one day to the next and their parents could not do justice to them, the gap between the rather stable and rather weaker family even widened. It was particularly frightening that some children came back They're very antisocial in their behavior and they gained a lot of weight. With the younger children up to the fourth and fifth grade, it was okay. The majority of the parents still try very hard to pay attention to how the child eats. But among classmates between the fifth and ninth grade, some have gained up to 10 kilograms and more. The recreation activities that have been eliminated are now showing up in the children's weight gain. I would have liked to have seen a different solution at least here. And with the older students, I had the impression that some were listless. One cannot speak of depression here. However, you really turned away from work. You've been at home for almost two years, and now you seem to have lost the will to work to accomplish something. Usually, the seniors, they start to pursue even a small job during the school vacations to get a taste of the working world. This year is different. Students are missing, skipping classes, not attending regularly because it is just not their routine anymore. They turn away from their school's duties. You could roughly say that one third of the class is doing something and the rest is rather just present. And it's also difficult to get them to do anything. So you can see a loss of discipline. Right. And what's even more frightening is that some are also hoping to go through school closures again, so they don't have to take the exams. Last year and the year before, High school graduation was easier for everyone. For example, there are three parts of the exam in the foreign languages. 
There is the didactic and grammatical part, listening and speaking comprehensions. An oral exam and the written exam, where you have to write a text by yourself. The last two years only one part was tested. This is a big difference for many. This is how the young people are used to probably having it easier through Corona. And they want that. School closures performing less, taking easier exams because they felt it was unfair and don't see why they, who also suffered for two years under corona, should now have to take the difficult exams. And what are your ideas to bring back this discipline and ambition to the students? Everyone has to help. The students have to make an effort, teachers have to support them and show them that it's possible to catch up, but that they have to work for it. The family also plays an important role. Parents also need to be more supportive of the children, certainly helping, but also more controlling. If the parents are indifferent to the child's presence at school, then it is very difficult. In elementary school, the children are always in school, except in cases of illness. But in high school, where they can write their own excuses after a certain age, it tends to increase with absenteeism. You have to offer all the help you can, but the other side has to want to do it and cooperate. And what is your impression? Do you have the feeling that you could fulfill your teaching assignment at these corona times? The teaching mission certainly could not be fulfilled 100%. Only teaching is unfortunately not the same as having the child in front of you at school. The teachers had a lot, lot of work to do. Preparing, check-in, presentation of the homework, like everything. But in the face-to-face -face classes, they didn't have to do as much preparation. So they had the paradoxical situation that the teachers were doing more work, but the students were learning less. However, that was more the problem with the younger students. For the older students, adopting and using online instruction was more a matter of their own will. Motivated students got a lot out of it, if they wanted to. Even if the last few years required a lot of online instruction or independent study. For younger students it was more a matter of attention and concentration. They quickly got bored for sitting in front of the computer forever. Here maybe half of the elementary school class participated in class. You tried hard as a teacher but unfortunately you didn't get as much done in an online class compared to the face-to-face -face class. You had to constantly turn things on, turn things off, redirect the students' attention back to the lesson. As a result, you might only get half of the material you had planned to cover. Over time, you also had fewer lessons. At the beginning, for example, the middle school had classes every day from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. as usual, but online. However, this was too exhausting for everyone involved. After eight hours of lesson, then the homework, again in front of the computer. Parents also came forward and said the children were suffering from back, neck and shoulder pain from the sitting in front of the computer. Because of this, our school decided that the last week of the month there would be no online lessons at all. But instead, the students would be given homework. In elementary school, there were fewer lessons from the beginning, so it wasn't as stressful. It was schizophrenic on some days to supervise the lessons of several children in addition to your own work. I see, Hannah. In Germany, for example, there was a survey on how parents felt about the German government's handling of the corona pandemic. And the majority of the parents were rather dissatisfied because of the poor digital equipment in schools. What did it look like for you? Were you able to start teaching online right away? 
Yes, the laptop of mine is from the school where I teach the elementary students. Computers were provided to the teachers, to the students, if they needed them. In another school where I teach middle school, it was different. Here the whole school had only five laptops. There was, of course, not enough and the children could not be made such an offer. So it depended on the school and, of course, the size. But you could also dial in with smartphones. There was the way out, so to speak, if they could not be supported by the school. The teachers also had to be introduced to the new technology, especially the older teachers had to be introduced slowly to programs like Teams. For the online lessons, the teachers could come to the school where the IT expert in charge set everything up for them and lock them into the programs in case they didn't trust themselves to teach from home. The changeover to this new form of learning was still a bit chaotic during the first wave, but the second lockdown at the beginning of October 2020 was no longer a problem at all, because we were already very well equipped and prepared because of the first lockdown. Already in the second week of the second lockdown, they were able to start with the online class. Even today, under COVID timetable is already, if there should be a third lockdown, because you just expect everything, What is also interesting is that the tools we used during the um, online teaching, such as virtual learning rooms, where all learning materials can be found, homework can be filed, or newsletters for announcing tests can be uploaded, are currently still being used, even though we are now teaching in presence again. This is particularly worthwhile for children who are absent from school due to illness. But as I said, of course, it depends a lot on school. I've also heard of schools that only gave homework to the kids all year and couldn't offer an online class because they didn't have the resources. Would you do some things differently in online classes? Yeah, it's good to try something different every now and then. It inspires and increases the motivation of the kids, especially the younger ones. What would have also helped would have been a camera turned on. With the elementary school children, for example, this was not wanted and was not used. The middle school used the camera during online lessons, which definitely made it easier to communicate with each other, especially when the kids had questions and wanted to speak up. The teachers, of course, always had the cameras on. What do you think were the biggest challenge during this time? Online classes could not be imagined before, everything that is connected with it, but somehow it worked. The ones who suffered the most and maybe couldn't be included as much as they should have been were the children from socially disadvantaged families. But I think that is overall a bigger issue of the system. This is definitely a topic that will occupy us in the future. The pandemic has again shown that more attention needs to be paid to these children and the severity has definitely increased between students from socially strong and socially weak families. While the younger ones tended to have behavioral problems, the older ones had sociological problems. And another problem was that the teaching material has to be chosen wisely and just focus on the essentials. Digitization will continue to be an issue in schools, continue to be used, rearrange the plans so that the children get to know the digital learning earlier, not only when the ninth grade visit with 16 years, but possibly earlier, so that, so that they have no difficulties later. After all, we've seen it work. Thank you very much, Hannah, for your time and your answers. What will I definitely take with me is the point that you can always catch up on the missed lessons, but that especially the social character traits like empathy, communication skills, discipline and ambition are points that need to be given to these children now and that's where the bigger catch up 
work will lie after this pandemic. Exactly. This is especially true in cases where the school strongly complements and almost replaces the family. Hopefully then the school will remain open and will be able to teach their important educational topics in presence. I can only confirm that. I hope so too. We can let each other know how well it's going with the open schools. We'll do that. Thank you very much. Take care of you, Anna. You're welcome. You as well.